Hey everyone, if you like combat sports, hockey, or whatever else, make sure to hit the like and subscribe to Drew Spear, the Drew Spearing Show available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and any other audio podcast. I'm also on Instagram at the Drew Spearing Podcast. And with that, this is the Drew Spearing, the show that's 80% combat sports and 20% everything else. Uh, I want to give thanks to a few supporters, Kyokushin Shuffle, KRT Tips and Tricks, Moments Management, um, from Failing Hands who cover the Habs, my friend David Stein from On the Line with David Stein, and uh, also uh, my former uh, deck hockey guys, because today's guests, wow, wow, I can't believe this has finally happened. I've been working on this for months. And I'm finally glad I could get them here. I'm joined today by two stars. First, the guy that's on the top is my former ball deck hockey cap, ball deck hockey captain. He's a four-time champion. He won the scoring title in 2013. He's one of the best guys to have as a captain and as a line mate. I am privileged to be joined by Jonathan Boss Ferry and the guy that's also here. This kid, it's like, I can't believe I'm friends with him. I'm even wearing his dad's, jer- his dad's jersey. But the show's <laughs> not about his dad. The show's about him. I'm very pleased to be joined by uh, the future, a future Jedi master and puck handling like his, like his dad. He's going to be a star in his own right. I'm privileged to call him a friend. Nikita Kovalev. Welcome, guys. Hey. What's up, Nikita, man? Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you, John. I see that little Russian flag in the back there. Oh, yeah. You got, you got to represent, man. Of course. Of course. What's up, guys? So, Nick, I have something to share with you. So, you know, I know it's uh, game seven today. And, you know, I just wanted to share, you know, I'm wearing your dad's jersey. So, you know, like uh, I've kept it, uh, you know, not out of respect for, for the Kovalevs. And I also found every Kovalev card I have. So, I have 1993-94. His first McDonald's card. Oh 95-96. 96-97. 98-99-2001-2002-2002-2003-03-04-05-06-06-07-and-wow-08-09-this-this-this-one-here-I-have-like-two-of-these-I-keep-these-like-in-good-condition-so-just-want-to-I-have-to-share-that-with-you-very-n
It's like Division Three, basically. Yeah, I, I'd say it's like playing playing in the USHL in, in, in the States. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, the USHL is another league that's really become a great development circuit for U.S. players or imports. Like Eli Tovenin on Nashville uh, was playing in the USHL, and that's where he got drafted out of. So, um, yeah. is the USA is it with Nick? Is the USHL like something like you and your brother? Oh, by the way, shout out to Ivan Kovalev for getting drafted to the Danbury Hattrick. So we better see a Kovalev line combo in uh, Danbury. And uh, so, are you guys are playing together now? Uh, hopefully, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. He's he got uh, drafted to the t- to the team I was playing for this year, so that's that's the NA three team. That's okay. the, like it's like a tier below. So okay. I'm I'm most likely, and and obviously I don't want to you know uh, speak for the future, but I haven't I haven't made any you know decisions of where I'm going to play next year. So we're you know that's still up in the air, but potentially. Nice. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, like, so next one day, you know, John and I, we, one time we were in a basement um, when we were 20 years old and we, uh, we had like a circle, like in that 70s show and we thought of an idea, like, what if we made a ball hockey team or a deck hockey team? So uh, we came up with a team called the Majestics and Fair, you want to give that story, like how the Majestics came to be? Because I'm going to go off on a tangent. You're more to the point with it and you, think, so, you make it sound better. Majestics actually came... Um... I always had an idea. I used to play like uh, this hockey game where I called my team the Majestics. And I always really liked that old LA Kings jersey, you know, the purple and yellow one there, the gold one there. So uh, I'm like, that that jersey would fit perfectly with the name Majestics because there's, like, there's the crown in the front and like it just goes nicely together. And uh, that's how the Majestics was born. We just uh, made the jersey and it came out really nice. And uh, we started a dynasty with a couple of guys that, uh, you know, I, I played hockey with a few of them, but some of them were uh, newcomers that uh, Andrew knew. and uh, I knew them as well, but, like, uh, we've never really played hockey together. And uh, we just made a phenomenal team, and it took off from there. It was just uh, – uh, I'm sure Andrew's going to explain it. We went undefeated on the first yeah. season, uh, won everything. Nobody was able to stop us. Uh, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't stop yeah, it was it was a great team. <laughs> it was. Let me tell you, put it we like won this: two years straight. I think we lost like two games in two years. It was insane. Wow. We were we were insane. Yeah, it was a really really good ball hockey team. And uh, unfortunately, like uh, in the league, there was nobody that was able to compete with us. And eventually, finally, in the third year, they made a a pretty nice team. Uh, I think it was the Blackhawks, Andrew. Yeah, it was the Blackhawks. And uh, they actually made a competitive team to compete against us. And uh, Let's just say uh, we lost in the finals, but uh, it was a great season as well. And uh, that was the Majestics dynasty. Uh, we had a good three, four-year run. And uh, and then we went on to other things. And uh, we continued our ball hockey with other teams. Um, I also played ice hockey until I was 21 years old, but uh, I never made it anywhere big. I was just uh, playing a regular junior A, junior B level, you know, like nothing crazy. Uh, and uh, then I started coaching. Uh, I coached Bantam double letters, uh, Bantam double C, Bantam double B. I don't know if you know those terms in Canada. That's oh, what no. we call them. I grew up there, so I, I, I know. Oh, okay, perfect. Them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I coached uh, Bantam double letters, uh, won a Coupe de Montreal, uh, wow. won a few tournaments. Um, 
yeah, so uh, that's what I've been doing for the past seven years, just coaching young kids uh, 15 to 17 years old. And uh, I stopped playing ball hockey because, unfortunately, uh, some of the leagues we were playing in, uh, it wasn't fun anymore. People just wanted to fight and yeah. get nasty. And uh, I was getting too old for that stuff. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to – I have to go to work the next day. You know, these guys, they don't, they don't care. So I was like, ah, it's not for me anymore. I wasn't enjoying it anymore, so I stopped ball hockey and I just play ice hockey uh, – little garage league here and there Friday nights. Uh, whenever I can, I play with some friends, uh, pond hockey in the winter, and that's about it. That's my hockey story, man. Hey, well, I mean, you know, a, a three, four-year run, you know, winning championships and going, what was it, 48-2? and two? I'd, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, some of that uh, <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, yeah, we, we – I think to... I, I, how, 30 goals in 13 games, it was pretty impressive. Oh. But I had a good, had a good line meet. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that that was shout out to David Santoyani. I mean, David, I want to give a shout out because David really was uh, basically Nikita. This guy kind of lo- this guy was like the blue eyed Italian version of like your dad in a sense, like crazy. Yeah, he had he, he had that competitive Slick drive. Back right? long hair. Yeah, oh. and he made Ferry a thirty goal scorer. Like there was a time where um, in the championship game, I'll never forget it. Like Ferry won. John was one day. And we could, yeah, we could swear out here. We're not going to get canceled. John comes in <laughs> fucking angry. I don't know what happened, but he was fucking pissed. And then at one point, San, uh, David comes in and he calls us and he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, uh, bro, it's like, I have a sprained hand, but I'm going to play in the championship game. And I'm like, Dave, are you sure you want, d- d- don't worry about it. So he comes, they put a clinic on, we put a clinic on our opponent. I was coaching every time I put them out. There was one point where Ferry scored the OV goal from 2006. Remember that? No the way. one on, the, on your back, yeah. I actually back. pulled it off. I swear to God, I don't know how I did it. I was freaking <laughs> out myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I got tripped and the ball was like there and I just like went like that, like behind my back and it just oh, went in the net. God. The goalie didn't even see it coming. I was like, I wow. Mean, wonder you guys won so many games. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick, who was uh, one was, of your favorite line mates that you played with? Favorite line mates, too. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, recently, I've been playing the last the last two years. I've been playing with my buddy Nick Collinan. Uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna go nuts once once he hears that I mentioned him. But um, we were line mates my senior year at Taft, um, and and honestly, uh, we we were actually also line mates this year. We weren't supposed to play together because he was supposed to play for the first team in Danbury and I was playing for the second team coming back from Russia. So we were in, in completely two different, uh, two different leagues. So when I came back and started playing for the second team in Danbury, he also got pulled down to play for the second team in Danbury. So uh, we had a line where it was me, Nick, and my friend Misha, who's, who's this Belarus kid. Um, and you know, we got, we got along really well because, you know, we were always speaking Russian to each other and our coach was like, you know, whatever you guys are saying, like, keep, keep doing it because it's worth, um, <laughs> so your buddy's from Russia too, the, the first one he's, you mentioned Belarus, but you know, it, that, that was kind of a coincidence that we were both like, you know, Europeans on, on the team. Uh, cool. you don't see too many, uh, like Russians or Belarus kids playing in that league, but you know, there yeah. have been, and uh, we got along really well. And so my buddy, Nick Conan and I, we were just, you know, we were the dynamic duo. We had, we kept playing this team called the New England Generals in the league. And I think one of our, um, probably one of our fifth or sixth games together, when, when we were put on a line together, 
we just we just absolutely tore it up like I'd feed him he'd score he'd feed me I score so like every game we would just rack up like three to four points each and like I don't know I've just never had so much fun playing with anybody else because he was the shooter I was the passer and you know, we would change roles and always try to create something off of face-offs. I was the face-off guy. I'd always try to win it back to him, and he'd try to rip one through. Or sometimes I'd win it forward, or, like, Misha would come in, pick up the puck, and, you know, throw it at the net. Somebody would be crashing. So it was just so much fun getting creative with those two guys because uh, we kind of had something in common going. Like, we were all trying to get to the next level, and um, they were just, you know, two two great guys. And Nikki, I was able to play with uh, at Taft, so we had a bit of uh, chem going already. But, you know, Misha was also a great addition, so I, I had a, so much fun with those guys. Awesome. And I, I'm assuming you played New England team often because of COVID? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, like uh, COVID was, you know, majority of the reasons because so many, so many players from the higher leagues were kind of trickling down. So there was sort of like this trickle down effect in all these junior leagues where like the best players playing in, you know, a league lower. So the more players started coming down to those lower leagues, everybody got washed down and down. So I, I ended up playing tier three this year, but you know, I, I had a good season. So hopefully that will open things up for me next year. Nice, nice. And it sounds like the power play line we had where, like, it'd be Santo and you, Ferry, and then at one point it'd be shout-out to Michael Storia and backhand Dave Pizzi. I'm telling you, backhand Dave, we always, like, rotate. So Dave was this guy we That had. guy scored, I think, 75% of goals on his backhand. I swear to God. And the opposition <laughs> would always be like, we know you're going to go on your backhand. And Dave's like, bro, don't worry about it. I'm like, Dave, yeah. should, every time, every time, somehow – Dave would score he on backhand. He had a better backhand than a forehand, which I've never <laughs> well, I mean, seen before. You, you guys knew that, but nobody else knew that on the other team. Well, they did eventually because we kept playing the same guys. So, like, eventually they would see oh. he just always scored on his backhand. It was just the way he, <laughs> it just worked. <laughs> yeah. So, eventually they just knew when he was coming on that side, he was probably going to backhand, you know? Yeah, we also had um, – oh, where's Ferry? Oh, it looks like we lost him. He'll be back. Don't worry. Let's see, let's see if he can get All in right. here. Don't worry. Yeah, man, it's uh, – yeah, don't worry. Let's see what's going on. Let me just message him. Hold on. He probably just got disconnected or maybe lost battery or something. Probably, probably. Yeah, man. So, so I hope uh, – yeah, man. Your bro- yeah, like uh, your brother, man. I'm happy for him. Like, uh, and then we got to get you and him on uh, the show. And then, yeah, like uh, did your – did he know that you're coming on? Because, like, I was uh, planning to – I did plan to give him a big shout-out for getting drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's – I mean, I don't know if he knows that I'm doing this interview right now, mm-hmm. but – We'll get him on soon. We'll yeah. get him on, like, with you and him. And I'm happy that you got Dave on. I really want to say – um that like uh, Dave's a great guy. Like I mean, and I'm glad that like he, we were talking about. Uh, he's coming back in, but Dave said great things about you. He was like he was really happy that he got to do it. Hold on, he's connecting. Yeah. He's a great guy, and I know he's trying to make it into the, you know, in his uh, journalist world and had a tough year with COVID. So yeah, uh, he was he was Sorry a great about that, guys. No problem, no problem. Yeah, we're just talking about my friend Dave. Shout out to Dave Stein of On the Line with David Stein. Make sure to subscribe because he's a local Montreal up-and-coming hockey guy. Going to be big. But, um, yeah, like uh, we used to play the same guys. And um, then Lestoria, oh, Ferry, describe Mike Lestoria because I'm going to go on such a tangent here. So I, bet, I, I think it's best if you describe Mike Lestoria. Like, what- Mike Lestoria as a ball hockey player was the type of guy you could depend on him to play anywhere. 
anywhere. Defense, forward, power play, shorthanded. Anywhere you needed him, he was there. Sorry? 10-D-2? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) If we were missing a goalie, he would probably go in and probably kill it too. Yeah, Yeah. he was one of those guys that you could just depend on him at any moment. Uh, You know, if you needed to score a goal, make sure the story is on the ice, you know, on the the floor, whatever. Like, he was just uh, our our go-to guy, put it that way. Um, And uh, just a great player. I I really enjoyed all the years I played with him. And uh, I'll never take away those experiences because uh, they were just phenomenal. And uh, I met a lot of good guys playing ball hockey with uh, all these guys, man, let me tell you. Yeah. It was good. It was good times. Good times. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of the memories come off of the ice because, like, I I could remember like my uh, my youth hockey experience was, you know, it was a hell of a time, and uh, oh. I was lucky enough to play under a, a great coach, Johnson Elliott. He won the cup with the Islanders a couple times, and you know, I, I learned a thing or two from him, I'd, I'd say, and um, all those memories off of off of the ice is what I remember the most, and. Uh, I actually want to tell a quick story about um, this game we created in the hotel rooms and we would play in most of the open uh, meeting rooms. So what what we would do between games um, is we would all like gather up and try to find one of the open meeting rooms. Like usually they'd be locked and we try to find a way in um, just, you know, pick a lock or something or try to get the door open somehow sneak in or, um, and what we would do is we would divide the room in half. We would put sh- all our shoes across the floor, two zones, and then we would, we would get this tissue, wrap it around in, um, in clear tape, and we would, have, we would create a net on both sides of the room, and we would all just have to shoot, the, shoot this tissue ball is what, is what we called it. We'd have to shoot it across the room and try to score on the other team. and um the game was full contact we were allowed to like you know kill like we were killing each other out there like it was like we would come back from a game early in the morning and then we had a game at five we would go between those games like have lunch and we'd all gather up like tissue ball in, in one of the meeting rooms and uh by the time by the time of the game like you could see all the kids had bruises and everything and <laughs> we were all bent for the for the next game i mean we had we had a hell of a team so we always managed to pull out the w but yeah. Uh, it was it was so funny to just uh, think about that right now because we we were little and and it was just a little fun game we created tissue ball. I remember those games. Uh, we used to go to away tournaments and hotels and stuff. Like, those are the yeah. best things to do. Those are those are the memories. Awesome. Uh, who are the? Who would you guys say, um, Nick? Who would you say was one of some of your most intense rivalries in hockey? Like, what is one team that comes to mind that you remember at any level that, like, there was, it's like they, when you saw them on the calendar, it's like you're like, but you're like, I'm I'm elevating my game tonight. Uh that that team for us was Syracuse Nationals, and boy, I'll tell you, um, we would always go at it with these guys. It was always a physical game. It was always a close game. Um, I remember my last year playing youth hockey. I think we went against them probably like six times that season. We were supposed to only play them twice, but because of like all our close games, we keep rescheduling them and we meet them in like different tournaments and stuff. So we had, um, we went into OT with them twice. Oh no, actually, actually once. Um, 
because the first game we were we were actually we had to qualify for a tournament um and I, I don't remember exactly how this game went but i believe um we were down three two um 30 seconds left in the game um and i don't remember exactly how the play went or who scored so i apologize to my teammates but um, we ended up scoring like with 30 seconds or, or 20 seconds left to go in the game. And then on top of that, so we, we were taking the center off face off. The, the score was 3-3. We were expecting to go in OT. And I'm never going to forget this, but this kid, Anthony Cipollone, I'm still friends with him. Uh, shout out to him. He plays for the Brooks Bandits now. Um, he gets the puck in our end. The clock was counting down to like five, four, three, two. He's skating. He's taking the puck through the middle of the ice. Takes a shot from, I shit you not, it was between the red and their blue line and just goes bar down with two <laughs> left to go. And we beat these guys to make it into the playoffs. We couldn't believe it. With 30 seconds left to go in the game, we were down 3-2, score a goal with 20 seconds to go, and then score another goal from – you know, almost the red line to, to go and, and win the game. That's awesome. It's incredible. That's Never freaking been. awesome. Ferry, what, what from our ball hockey league? I mean, I have my story. Who was one rival you remember, whether it was in Wiffle Ball or Orange Ball? Mine was has got to be the Blackhawks. I find that was uh, our biggest rival. Uh, um, I find the best team that was built to try to beat us, basically. Um, I'll never forget the first game of the finals. Uh, first shift, pumping adrenaline, and uh, I just break my foot right on the one of the defenseman's feet. Oh. Sorry, my future wife just walked in. So, <laughs> uh, Marina, shout out to Marina. Andrew says hi. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, and I just break my foot on the first shift and my adrenaline was pumping so hard. It's the first game of the finals, you know, like a best of three. And uh, I get on the bench and, like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, like, my foot's really fucked up. But I'm like, yo, fuck it, I'm, I'm going back on. And the second I just, like, stepped on the floor, that's it. I couldn't move anymore. I'm like, oh, nope, I'm done. <laughs> so uh, I went straight to the dressing room and, like, uh, I had to go to the hospital, uh, broken foot, I, I, we ended up losing that final, which was really disappointing. Sure. I, f I feel like I let, the, I let the team down, you know, and, like, as a captain, like, you know, you always feel that way. Like, I just really yeah. wanted to play. I didn't care, you know. Like, even the next game, I wanted to just wrap it up and go. But, like, I was in a cast and everything, and I was done for the year. And I was like, fuck, like, that sucks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think the Blackhawks was our best rivalry. As for ice hockey, I'll always remember uh, Federation de l'Est, which was considered RDP. Because I played for a town called St. Leonard. And uh, they were always uh, our biggest rival. Uh, no matter what game, what tournament, what playoff. It was always us and them at the top, always battling each other. And even as a coach, even as a coach, because I, I went down to coach my former uh, in my former town, which I'm living in right now. Uh, I coached in St. Leonard now. And uh, every time we play Fede, it's always, always, always the same thing. And it's always been... Uh, that rivalry, it hasn't changed from when I used to play as a kid till now. Um, so, yeah, th those are my two rivals from ball hockey and ice hockey. Yeah, for me, I would have to say it was the Raid, the Pirates. Oh, my God. So, this is Wiffle Ball. Nick, you know, you know, you got the, oh, my God. 
Okay, so what happened was, uh, Nick, you remember, I mean, maybe, Nick, you, you've watched the highlights of the Red Wings and Avalanche of them going out. Oh, of course. Of course. Picture that and in, 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 ball, in deck hockey. So what happened was one Or, or time, the Senators, Senators uh, Flyers. Senator Sabres. The oh, Senator yeah. Sa- uh, Sabres, yeah, whatever it was. So, was, so what happened it was, was brutal. Oh, man. So what happened was in November 2013, uh, I remember this because I was like, I was just a bad week personally. So I go, I coach that team. So this is backhand Dave's team. Like I don't play in the wiffle ball. I coach it. So I come yeah. down and uh, I see we're losing to the Pirates like 3-1. The ref's not calling anything. So at one point, like uh, our guy, shout out to Joe Diuso, former Majestic D-man who helped get the stars on the team too. Joe's losing his shit. Our guy, Matt Normandin, uh, who's a trainer at FireFit and a successful entrepreneur, is losing his shit. Dave is quiet. Mike Lestoria is mouthing off to like the ref to call a penalty and Santos losing it. I call a timeout and I'm like, guys, what's going on? They're like, they're not calling anything, this and that. So, like me, if you remember that game with the Sabres and uh, versus Sens, Lindy Ruff says, go out and run them. So, I'm like, guys, yeah. timeout's over. Go out and run them. So, at one point, the faceoff's going. Like, I see Jordan's, Jordan Mancini. With Jordan Mancini, yeah, he started Fuck. it. I, I, I watched that game. I was there. I remember. Yeah. So, what happened was Jordan is, like, mouthing off to one of their guys, like this, like um, – there's like one of their agitator. And Did at one he point, two hand slash him? No, what happened was, so here's what happened. It happened in the corner. So the play's already in the pirate's end. And at one point, Jordan like just goes up. Jordan's two hand slashed a guy. Then a brawl breaks out. Lestoria punches a guy. And then Pizzi's like trying to help Lestoria, but this, their big guy's holding them down. Me, I'm just going, being like, okay, guys, I'm like, don't worry. Like stick up for each other. They're captain. There's like, there, I'll never forget it. Like this guy looks at me and, he, and you know, I'm Jewish. So I wear a star of David. So this is at the time when Quebec, uh, there was like a lot of political stuff between the languages, between English and French. So the guy mm-hmm. sees my star of David and he says to me, he's like, Hey, uh, he's like, juif, which means in English, you, you damn Jew. He's like, Hey, he's like, juif, uh, tu moi, which, yeah. No, he's like, he's like, you don't hear me. He's like, look at me. He's like, he's like, control your, atta-. he's like, control your Anglophone dogs. So I'm like, so I, I go up to, I yell at my guys. I'm like, guys, I'm like, Jordan. I'm like, go two-hand the goalie. So Jordan just takes his stick, smacks the goalie. The brawl breaks out. The ref loses control. Bench what, is cleared. Bench is cleared. It oh. was, dude, that was like. We, this like, is why I stopped ball hockey. Yeah. yeah. Moral, the reason why. And what's even funnier, we met them in the final after the Majestics won their cup. So I have to go, and I have to go the next day after we won the cup and after I had a, my car accident. Remember that, Fair? <laughs> my- oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. We had a lot of This guy was so pumped to win the cup, has the cup in his car and everything, he gets to an accident. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace. To, rest in peace to the to my to my late father's uh, X five. Like I got told. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so we go the next day. We play the Pirates in the final. Nick, backhand Dave, I swear. So I go in the dressing room. I'm there. I'm like, guys, it's like, you know how much it would mean to me to beat this team. And Dave's like, so Dave comes up to me. He's like, he's like, not one. He says to me, like, I'll never forget what Dave and Matt Norman they said. They're like, no one is ever going to call you a dirty Jew again on our watch. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> perfect. So we, uh, so, because they knew what happened. So, like, that's why I wanted to win. Four seconds left. So the first game we won, it was by 5-4 in regulation. They had a 4-3 lead in game two. Jordan Mancini ties it. Overtime with, with like two minutes left. I kid you not. Dave, Jordan feeds, Lestoria feeds Jordan. 
Jordan finds Dave, and Dave scores on his backhand to win it in overtime, and he's just walking like nothing happened. He just walks off like he doesn't even care. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. And then after awesome. that, I had the trophy, and I just go up to the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm like, uh, you remember me? He's like, he's like looking down. I'm like, I'm like, hey. I'm like, I bring out my star of Dave. You remember me? I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, not bad. I'm like, not bad for, not bad for, for a Jew, eh? And he's like, and he just walk, and he just walks in shame. It was the best revenge, like I've, I've ever gotten. Like, like those guys, like best rivalry. Like, it's like as intense as it was, they brought out the best in me because I learned how to really coach a team and put the players out on the ice, that field, floor. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, especially getting your revenge on someone like that. That's that's always a great feeling. I'm yeah. not political. I don't want to, you know, and I don't want to like, you know, like I'm not trying to like be like a victim here, but I mean, listen, I mean, like if you want to, if you want to light a fire under my, if you want to light a fire under someone's ass to really get back at you, the best way to do it, let them say what they want. Do it. There's always yeah. other ways. So it's Nick, how do you, uh, how old are you now? Oh, I'm, I'm 19. I, I just turned 19. 19. Yeah. Okay, so you're still a youngster. <laughs> yeah. So you were you were in Montreal pretty young then. Yeah, I was. I was probably like five, and then I left Canada when I was like twelve, I'd say. So you didn't really get to enjoy uh, Montreal that much. <laughs> no. Uh, I remember when I was at Taft, one of my uh, one of my buddies from Taft was uh, Henry Molson. He's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the time, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he invited us and a couple of buddies up to, to Montreal. So uh, that, that was the last time I've been in Montreal. Was, that was, I think, three years ago. Okay. Still couldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> no, I, I mean. You got to come uh, back soon, man. Yeah, I will, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm up in Montreal, especially going to Montreal Blanc during the winters. That's that was beautiful. That was you like to ski and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mont was was the destination for every single one of my uh, winter vacations. I like I couldn't. I was so attached to that place. It's a, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful mountain, uh, oh, nice yeah. area. And just if you love skiing, man, that's the place to be in Montreal in uh, Quebec. I mean, yeah, I, I suck at skiing. That's why I gave up at six years old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, I mean, at six years old, you can't really know if you suck or not, you know, like. I, I had an accident. That's why I prefer to do tobogganing if I go to Tromblon. Give, give me my. <laughs> Some give tubing. Me, tubing. Give me my GT Snow Racer. Nick, remember those, guys, remember those sleds that used to bring up? Like, they were like, it's like, it was, they were like those sleds that were like really like, they used to have like a steering wheel on them and they had like the ski blades. It was like a snowmobile without the motor. You know what I'm talking about? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never, I never got to use them though. I, I Me neither. I never been on one, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I had one of those. I used to run people over coming down the hill. And you, <laughs> and you, I never even used to say, "Okay, guys, move." I used to just like boom, hit people. Be like, "Look at the." It'd be like, uh, Nick. I'm sorry to say this because you know, obviously, I spam your page with it because we both love it. Look at this Russian. It was kind of like watching a da a Russian dash cam vid just happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he spams me too. Don't worry, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I just get a spam of just different kind of memes, and I get all kinds of shit from you. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? I look at it this way: if I'm sending you memes and shit, it means I care about the friendship. That's that's mm. how I play. That's how I look at it. He's like, at the end of the day, if I'm not sending you memes, it means I don't care about you, and I don't or I don't like you, or I don't know you. That's so, a, I have yeah. another question. 
Russia, Canada, or USA? And in, in what context? <laughs> in hockey. In hockey? You gotta be careful right here. I gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um by your flag in the background, okay. I'm assuming. I have to I have to break it down a bit. Um okay. if okay. I'm if I'm watching with my family, if I'm if I'm at home watching like the, the World Cup, for example, Russia. Yeah. No question. Okay. Uh, if I'm with my friends, um, like my American friends, I'd, I'd say USA. But that, that also depends because sometimes I like to compete with, with my buddies. If like you, of course, you, always. If it's Russia versus USA, you're going for Russia and you're yeah. botching your friends if they win. Yeah, exactly. So that's okay, that too, is, is, you know, I, I always, you know, we, we don't exactly make bets, but we kind of make those like gentlemen's bets where, you know, we just kind of say like, I, I, I bet that Russia's going to win today. Like I'm, you know, I, I usually always put it on Russia. And then when Russia loses, I, you know, I get my shit kicked in. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were born in the States though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was born here in Greenwich and uh, haven't moved. It's... So you, right now you're there? Yeah. 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 Oh shit. Okay. Nice. That's nice, pretty nice, good. Nice. Yeah, he's a he. And like the funny thing is, like now Nick. Uh, I mean, I know we when we spoke about it the first time. I mean, you were only five when you were in Montreal. Like, um, so I want to. So Ferry and I, you know, John and I wanted to tell you um, some of our favorite games that we've seen of your dad. I mean, so for me, I got. I just want to say, your dad got me into hockey. I watched him on November second, two thousand five, light up Martin Biron with three points before he got his knee surgery. Do you remember that in two thousand five? Mm-hmm. He missed time and. Uh, there's that. Um, and then when he mine, had... mine will always be the Rangers comeback. I was at that game. Oh, <laughs> me too. I was there too. Best fucking game ever. Oh, that's that's going to go down in history as one of the most iconic Habs games ever. It was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, I'll never forget. I, I still have that, that, that vision of your dad on his back with his legs in the air and Koivu standing over him with his hands in the air. <laughs> that picture is iconic. Iconic. <laughs> Uh, I always like watching um, my dad's hit on Darcy Tucker. Yes. Oh yes. I was at the I was at the game before because remember it was a home home with Montreal. So I was at the game before where your dad scored four points against Toronto, and uh, but that Darcy Tucker. Oh, okay. I want to ask you this, Nick. Apparently, allegedly, some say that Tucker made a derogatory remark to your dad confirm or deny because i know your dad does not he probably, get he probably won't know oh yeah yeah i mean he's he's never talked about it i i yeah, always exactly. I thought so. told my friends because um i mean some some people don't really know who my dad is obviously who aren't too invested in hockey and usually i'm like i'm like yeah that's that's my dad he's he's pretty badass um but like you know my for my hockey friends and i we always laugh about it like uh, I was just I was at the hockey store with uh, my friend, with my line mate Nick, who I was telling you about, and we obviously looked it up behind the counter, and we were just you know watching him, you know, deck Darcy, and, you know, all laughing. Amazing. Or so. It's, What's it's, your dad doing oh, now, by the way? Um. So he was he was coaching in um for for that sure. Red Star team, um. But his contract's expired, so he's he's kind of still looking around. But he most likely will be involved with, you know, some other team. Don't want to jump the gun. 
Yeah, for sure. Especially now with COVID and stuff, things yeah. will be tough. And uh, yeah, would he be open to coming back? to Montreal, like as like say a development coach or maybe power play coach. Cause I mean, man, they could re- Montreal maybe could be head like, coach. Yeah. Maybe. Man. <laughs> he, he, would, he would love a head coach or, or any coaching job in, in the IHL. I, I would think so. I mean, uh, I've, I've, I've mentioned to him, you know, as a joke, like uh, I, I saw that the Rangers coaching like staff got, got all fired. And uh, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe you should be taking up that job. And, uh, I mean, he was like, he, he laughed about it and he's like, well, you know, like there, are, there's a shit ton of other people who are in queue for that, for that coaching job. Yeah, for but, sure. You know, that would, that would be a dream come true for him, I think. That's uh, impressive. You know, so, and like, sometimes like when you watch your dad, like, is there like a certain line mate that you wish he played with? Cause for me, I've told you, I wish your dad played with Sergei Fedorov. I, I just wish mm-hmm. like that would have been such a B be- that would have been magic on ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think about all the players that he's played with. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough to kind of, you know, mention someone who, who he hasn't played with because he's played with all the greats. You know, he's played with Lemieux, Yager, and Gretzky, and, you know, you could, you could name them all. But, um, man, that's, that's tough. I mean, I, I kind of wish he, he was in the league now with all the younger guys. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like put him on the line with McDavid or anything, but you know, I'd I'd be curious to see how he would match up or or play with like with a Panarin, with like Panarin, you know, yeah. some of those Russian guys, maybe like Kucherov. Like, imagine if he was on a line with like Thammer and Gooch, and you know, just that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be sick. Tarasenko too, because like I want to say like I mean. There'll never be another Kovalev, like, you know, maybe you, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, you are you. Yeah, you're the future. Um, but uh, I mean, if there's one guy that I like that I watched that kind of reminds me a bit of your dad, it would have to be between Panarin because of the hands. And I would have to even say Tarasenko to a degree because Tarasenko mm-hmm. does have a mix of Marion Hosa, but he's got your dad's hands a bit. Like I've seen the way Tarasenko moves the puck and handles. It's like, that's, that's, that's Kovalev-esque. That's I mean, question my, my, for you. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, he's he's a fan of Malkins. I mean, I know he's not doing well right now, but I think I'm I'm not sure if he's played with him in the past. I'm, because I, I know team with him at some point, but I'd I'd love to see that again because um, he he always talks about how how Malkins one of those guys in the league who still has like some sense of creativity and. Um, I don't know. He's he's a big fan of his, and and I'd love to see that combination. If if you know that's to answer your question, mm. I saw I saw Andrew's face light up when you said Malkin, and I know why. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Why is my, that? my number is seventy one. I'm seventy one all all day. Uh, uh, I love Malkin. Malkin is one of uh, probably my favorite Russians. Actually, uh, uh, that's where I probably chose the number from. Uh, I just love like his grit and his goal scoring abilities. Yeah. Is just his hockey IQ is very very great. He's a he's a comedian off the ice, man. Yeah. Just like his personality is just <laughs> that's what I love about him, you know. Yeah. And he's not and, super, uh, you know. He just he just gets the job done. Exactly. That's the type of player that I love, you know. And that's why I always liked him. I always so seventy one has always been my number. Plus, I like number seven, so it just worked out perfectly as a hockey number, you know. I mean, I'm 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 kind of with you in that boat where I, I like the number seven, like in general. Just all my hockey numbers have been revolved around number seven in, in some yeah. way, where I try yeah. to find 
kind of connection to the number seven. Like my first hockey number was 14 and I was just like seven plus seven, 14, and, you know, that's seven. So I, I was just like, you know, I, I always make up these like math algorithms to try to relate my number to like, I played number 11 this year and the one kind of looks like a seven. I was like, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> I'm number 55. Five. Yeah. Sergey Gonchar. I'm uh, Nicholas, Cro- Nicholas Cronwall, baby. Sir yeah, Cronwall. But, sir, but I was like, I'm like that gritty stay-at-home defenseman. Like, I'm not, I was never yeah. a fairy. You can vouch for me here. I was like, I was never a skilled player, like with the getting points, but I was one of the best shot blockers you could imagine. I was like, that's how I Oh, played. that's for sure. He wasn't afraid to stand in front of the ball. I, I would get the fuck out of the way when a shot was coming. Andrew just stood there <laughs> and just went down and stopped everything. I was like, fuck that. I ain't fucking risking a bruise on me for a ball. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck, though. But that's that's what we needed him for. That's that's hey, not many people will like, do that. Yeah. How about how about you, Nick? Uh, are you planning to? Uh, have you ever thought about playing in Canada, or you just base US and that's it? Like, ah, uh, actually, like there were there were talks of of playing in the BC uh, when I was uh, BCHL. You know, yeah, still still okay. Where I wanted to play last year. Uh, but with the whole COVID thing, the the whole borders were the borders were closed, so I I, I yeah, wasn't able. fucked everything up. So um, you know, I, I I think it's still kind of an option this year. We'll we'll kind of see where it where it goes. But yeah, it's definitely something I'm considering. Nice, nice. That, you you think like, are you going on a path for the NHL, or you're just like, like what's uh, what's your plans? Like I'm, I'm curious. I just want to know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, like, kind of the goal I've set for myself now is is just making sure I play D1 NCAA. Because okay. I, I want to make sure I'm going to school and, and playing hockey. Because I, I feel like um, taking any other, like, junior path or, or you know, semi-pro path is, is a bit riskier. So okay. I'm just, just trying to play, you know, both sides here. And, um, you know, Going to NCAA, I'll get I'll get good education. I'll also be playing at a great level of hockey because you know D one NCAA hockey is, of course, of course, best, best there is. Cool coffee, baby. Yeah, yeah, Wisco. <laughs> Wisco, uh, that's my team. Yeah, he loves Wisco. Yeah, I'm a big Wisco fan. Any sport, I love the Packers, the Badgers, you name it, I love them. Man. Nice. The Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. after NCAA, you know, NHL could be in the you know rearview mirror. So, oh, yeah, uh, for sure, the best. I I think what's important too, Nick, is like I mean, what I like about what like because when a lot of kids come from like hockey pedigree families, sometimes we hear the stories of like the parents that push the kids to make pro and then they don't make it, like you know, and it like it, it hurts them. But I mean, it's it's really good to see that your dad, like you know, your dad says like, look, you know play but you know like don't put the pressure on yourself same with your brother like do you think that's really made a difference in your life where like they've pushed your parents have pushed for like higher education just in case uh i'd say first of all a very good question and uh secondly i mean yes i mean my mom my my mom has always been pushing for me to you know get the best education make sure i focus in school and you know do well in that because you never know what's going to happen with your hockey career and my dad he was he was never super like you know strict about you know doing my training like make sure you're doing this every day like you know make sure your diet's you know so and so he was he's always been kind of loose with me in in the sense that you know he kind of he kind of lets me do whatever i want because at the end of the day if if i really if i really want it you know i i'm i'm gonna go and and chase after it exactly. um, 
and if I if I don't want it, then you know it's it's going to be obviously visible. So it's it's always been all up to me. He's never made me do anything. Um, he he helps me when I ask him for help, and um, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely pushed me in a different way because first of all, I never want to disappoint him. I I know he always brings up when I'm complaining when I'm when something's going wrong in my game. He always says, "Well, well, then maybe you should quit." And he kind of says that in, in a way so that I kind of get motivated not to quit because every time he does say that, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not quitting. Are you, are you shitting me? Like, I'm, I'm not going to quit hockey. You don't want to be the quitter. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's always been my mentality. Like no matter where I end up, no matter where I'm playing, no matter how far away I'm from the NHL or playing NCAA, I'm just going to keep going because I, I told myself that I'm going to make it to, to this certain point. And until I make it there, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. I'm not letting myself fall short of that goal. So that's that mentality. And, you know, that's the mentality you need. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, I'm super glad my parents never pressured me to do any of that. And uh, I'm going to be forever thankful for all the resources they gave me. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely really fortunate where I grew up compared to, you know, some other kids and, um obviously some some haven't didn't have it as easy as i did and um you know parents maybe have been a lot more strict on them or they didn't have the tools to get there and um i just i just have no excuse and and if i fall short it's you know i can't really blame it on anybody else except for myself it's very very true very true what uh what what um uh, when it comes to like now, I mean, you've played in Russia. When it comes to jerseys, so uh, I'm going to say it. My favorite KHL jersey is the Nidzi no- the, am I say- Tell me if I'm pronouncing it right because you know, <laughs> is it? Uh, I like the Nidzi Novogrod jerseys with that stag on it. So wh- who's your favorite uh, jersey? Oh, good. That's, How do you that's- spell that? <laughs> don't ask. Don't, don't ask me. Nidzi <laughs> Novogrod. Nishni Nov- Novogorod. Nishni Novogorod. I actually it's, found them. Wow. Oh, okay. That's um. I'm trying to think about what team that is. I should know this. I'm kind of disappointed. I actually, I actually have my MHL jersey from from when I played. Really? Uh, and, and actually, you know, I'll, I'll bring it out right now. Wow. Like, uh, one of my dads. Um, he played for a Moscow Dynamo, right? So, so my dad, when he, he actually played for this team, Atlant. I remember that. I remember. That was yeah. Ray Emery's team. So this is where I played as well. But in wow. So I, have, I, I was number 90, which was so not my style. <laughs> Which was disappointing. I, I was I was trying to fight for ninety seven, but you know they wouldn't give it to me. Is that the actual spelling of your last name? No, 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 no. That's uh, what you read it in Russian. Yeah, so that's that's how you read it, Russian. But they started switching all the last the names. To the, yeah, I realized it with Romanov. Mm-hmm. And he did it on his Russian jersey. Yeah, so, yeah, it's spelled differently. Yeah. Now, now they're doing. They're not doing like the Russian alphabet for all their jerseys. They're they're just doing, you know, the the same as as all jerseys. Do you speak any Russian? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, and you do? When, I, when I was over in the MHL, uh, I was the only American in in the, the entire league. Oh yeah, and that helped yeah. you that you were able to speak Russian, obviously. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay, and, and perfect. Had its difficulties, but you know, it's that just made it that much more interesting playing in For the league. Sure. I have to visit Russia. That's like my dream to visit there. Like when things reopen, like I want to watch an SKA uh, St. Petersburg game, get a jersey of uh, either. Oh. You know what? F- fuck SK. I want to go to Moscow Dynamo, get a Dynamo jersey, <laughs> and ask them, "Hey, put Kovalev on there." What was what was your dad's number in uh, the RSL? Was it number twenty seven or was it? No, 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 no. no. Uh, I think he played fourteen. Actually, I think you know fourteen. You know what's crazy? You, do you remember the United team? I mean, you were. I mean, maybe your dad told you about the Olympics he played in when Russia was uh, under. Because um, very fun fact: in nineteen ninety two, Russia didn't have a team. Russia because the communism yeah. had ended. So it was called the United Team. So U- like, USSR, no? Uh, CIS, it was called. It was common. Oh, CIS, okay. They didn't, they didn't have anything on their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Had a logo. Your dad wore 14 with Russia. I found the video. I was like, yep. I was like yeah. So like, your dad was like a Jamie Ben. deep there. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm obsessed with MMA, but fairy, like, remember how much hockey did Hockey's I Hockey is always your love, though. Hockey will always be your first passion. As much as MMA became it now, hockey will always be deep there in your heart. Yeah, Nick was the one who, who I have to give credit for because when I said to Nick, Nick, I'm done with fantasy hockey. And I'm like, Nick's like, he just says it like his dad. Like, oh, you're he joined this you. year. What a liar. No, but after, when I didn't make the playoffs, I'm like, Nick, I'm yeah, done with fantasy yeah, hockey. Yeah, I'm yeah, d- yeah, and Nick's yeah. like, oh, well, it's going to be sad to see you go. And I'm like, fuck. And it's like. <laughs> yeah. Did, I, you I know you could ask, <clears throat> did you know you could ask Andrew any stat about any player when they were drafted? He'll probably know it. Ask me. Hit me, Nick. Okay, I need. I need to think. I need to think of a player. Uh, Any player in the NHL right now. I'll start easy. Uh, Joe Sakic. 1988. No, actually, 1987. Pick number 15 by the Quebec Nordiques. Fact check. I'm actually. I'm actually fact checking that. Hold on. Number 15 pick in 1987 by the Quebec Oh, oh wow. Um, okay. Uh, what about UC Jokinen? UC Jokinen was picked in... Now, I know he was picked number 136. The year was, I believe, 2001. I might be off on the year, but I know he was picked number 136. You're wrong on the pick, but you're right on the year. It was in oh. 2001. He was in the sixth round in 192. Oh, 16. but you were fucking close. Holy shit. Yeah, that's so impressive, though. It's crazy. I buzz when he does this. <laughs> yeah, some people then the, the dumbest one. When was, when was Alex Koval have drafted? 15, 1991 by the New York Rangers. So, bam. First <laughs> Russian ever. So- I sometimes even forget that myself. First I Russian so- ever selected number one overall. First ever huh? Russian never selected number one. Ilya Kovalchuk, Ilya Kovalchuk, 2001. Mm-hmm. Don't doubt me. That's, I, I know that. That's right. You want to hit me with another one? Because I can, yeah. I, I, okay. Okay. Um, Sergey Gonchar. Number oh, 14, yeah. 1992 by the Washington Capitals. Right on. <laughs> That's incredible. Go for, go for it, Nick. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Okay. Uh, um, Pavel Datsuk. Pavel Datsuk, 1998, 171st overall. He's right. 
Wow. By which team? Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only team he's ever played for in the NHL. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's not that's a that's a pretty sick uh, that's loyalty to its core. Yeah, yeah, and it's like uh, and it's like there was there was um but another legend that I would have to say I like yeah there was a Cronwall Gonchar I liked Remember Larry Murphy that's who I yeah Larry Murphy was another guy that I liked. Hmm. Not just about about okay. Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg, number six overall, 1991. Same draft as Alex. Um, 11 picks or so above, and he was drafted five picks after Lindros. That was a deep 91 draft. Yeah, it was. And who was he drafted by? Who? Uh, Forsberg? Philadelphia. But he was part of the Lindros trade. That's crazy, man. Hey, Nick, you want something <laughs> crazy? You know your dad was actually almost part of the Lindros trade because if you heard the story... Apparently, the New York Rangers made an offer for Eric Lindros, and your dad was part of it. But then the Philadelphia Flyers made a better offer. But the arbitrator, who was Todd Bertuzzi's um, uncle, is the one that settled the case and said that Philadelphia had a better and more credible offer for Quebec. Wow. I didn't even know that. You know, it's funny. Your dad's... Neither did I. And your dad almost and your dad lit up Quebec in 1995. So I just want to say thank you, Alex Kovalev, for 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 sending the Nordiques to their grave and uh, and making the the Quebec Nordiques fans very sad because uh, fuck the Nordiques and uh, the year after they became the Avalanche. No? Yeah, they won the cup. But yeah, your yeah, like dude, like I'm telling you, like Nick. I mean, I sent you the highlights. I mean, your dad just toyed with Stefan Fisset and Jocelyn Thibault. Like just toyed with them. Yeah. yeah. He, like I said, um, I, I just had the same conversation with David. Um, I was, I was telling him how he, he always wanted to just be an entertainer. You know, he, he didn't, he, I wouldn't say that he didn't care about scoring goals, but he was more focused on, on making someone look, look stupid. Yeah. And that was just kind of his like thing. Like he, hockey is, is meant to be entertaining and that's, you know, that's, that's the whole purpose behind a fan base at a team. So that's what he kind of tried to do with, Mon- with Montreal. Is became, he became an entertainer. He brought fans to the fan base. He, he, he really did. I mean, I went to so many games with my dad. You know, thanks to your dad. Like, you know, my dad, was there, my dad and I got closer because of, uh, of your dad. Like, when he was playing, um, I mean, Ferry is the, always says, like, his favorite player is Kovalev. I mean, my, uh, I mean, you know, my dad, like, I mean, like, just, I know, like, my dad's, unfortunately, you know, it's been, like, already seven years since he's passed on, but I just wanted to tell you, you know, if your dad ever watches this interview, please let him know that, like, you know, my dad, Tom, was a huge Alex fan, and he was dev. he was really angry when your dad left in 2009. My dad, too. My dad was uh, a big Kovalev fan, and then to the point that he even, like, loved Galchenyuk when he came in, because he took 27, and, uh, uh, he's always he was a Galchenyuk fan until he left, you know, and he, I think he still likes him. But like, I think that number twenty-seven just resonates with the Habs. Like, uh, we'll always remember Kovalev as that, you know. Like, it's just uh, the Montreal have fan base. Will your dad was like a legend to us, man. Like, especially yeah. us that were born in like the nineties and that grew up watching that era, you know, with Sakuevu yeah. and all those guys, you know. Like, it was just. Uh, Honestly, uh, some of the best years of uh, the Habs hockey I've watched uh, in a long time. Especially when they put the C on him. Remember that, John? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And let's hope that you get somewhere and uh, bring that name to another level too, man. I really hope. 
just got to say this. Just going to say this. Uh, I know it's, it's big shoes to fill. <laughs> I know, I don't, I know it gives you like, it gives you like that, uh, how do you say, um, a lot of pressure mm. to like, to, you know, like I'm sure people tell you like, oh, you're not this, you're not, you know, like you feel like, oh, I have to like, you know, continue his legacy, but like, don't feel that way, man. You're, no. you're you and your dad is your dad, you know, like I, I, I know like for sure you feel all that pressure all the time and fuck that shit, bro. Fuck that noise. Just do I, what you got to do, man. I got to be completely, I, I love that you mentioned that because I hear that chirp all the time, like on the ice, yeah. like Nice. Like, I'm about to go on the face off. Some guys like you're not your dad. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I know what that. A, what idiots! <laughs> like, thanks. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, yes. I. It's it's just it's so funny hearing that all the time because, I mean, I I remember like playing against Salisbury, who who are like the number one team in um in in the prep school division like they're probably like one in the in the country and and we actually ended up beating them my senior year as taft and it was like big news for us and it was the highlight of you know uh my senior and um and i remember their fans they have the most obnoxious fans on any any fans i have ever encountered and i remember they started a chant when i got on the ice and when when molson got on the ice because we were on the same line they just started chanting who's your daddy and i was wow. i was oh my god that's ruthless but i i don't care it's just it's gotten just so old for me like i used i used to get kind of bothered by it and you know I, and you were I, what like probably like 16 17 yeah. years old and like yeah i mean i was it, it, when people it, it start, just doesn't make sense yeah i mean I, people used to say to me when i was younger like when i was 12 and and i still wore like the white skates and everything and you know i i used to get those trips all the time and like over the years it's just it's just kind of gotten like boring it's just like okay doesn't mean anything to me exactly you gotta be you that's a good attitude i like your attitude and uh it's don't don't make that bring you down ever because you're you're not your dad like he's your dad but you're not him so if anybody expects you to be like him like you're your own person so you just do you man and, yeah i mean uh, i i wish you all the best and i really hope that uh, you succeed and uh, do what you got to do man yeah, and i like that the fact that you're still studying and i i really do think it's a good uh, thing to have in your back pocket because if hockey doesn't work out at least you have that you yeah know? exactly exactly yeah I'm really glad we like honestly guys like I'm really glad we could do this and Nick like I mean whenever I have people say like oh what's Nikita Kovalev like I said guys it's like don't like uh, like bombard him like I like I'm just saying it for you Nick because you know like I don't want people like I don't want the wrong people to try to come into your life and then it looks bad on me so like when people say like how can I talk to Nick I say first of all I said make it about him I said he he'll tell you about his dad but I said don't put pressure on him because I said at the end of the day like I said I like I'm I'm paraphrasing here Nick but I said you have to understand, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong here. You could correct me, Nick. I said, Nick was only five when he was in Montreal. And you have to understand, Alex kept his family very private from yeah. the media because we know how the Montreal media is. Oh, so, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, your dad played it very smart. I'm, like, gl- he, I'm actually glad you were young when he was yeah. in Montreal. Because... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I, I don't remember if, if you remember that I mentioned this last interview, but I didn't, I didn't have any idea of how big of a hockey player my dad was. Like I, you know, I just thought he, you know, he played, he played professional hockey, you know, just, just, you know, some, some guy playing in the NHL. And then over the years, I only started figuring out like, oh shit, like pe- people like, like him and like, 
you know, follow him. So because people kept yeah. mentioning it to you, or like your internet came out and you figured no, like, videos. Now, like I started to get phone, like a phone, and and you know, people like I, I see him like signing autographs more often, and people recognizing him. So yeah, yeah, I, I started like being like, oh shit, like he's. A and he fun. never he never spoke to you about it like one on one and like explained it to you or like you no. just learned on your own. No, I, I just kind of learned on my own. Like I, you know, I I'd watch hockey when I was you know five, six, seven, and but it it like I never really like watched it. Like I I didn't you know pick out like players or you know watch how people played yet because it it, it didn't really matter to me at that time. But yeah, yeah, you were still. For young. The game, I'd watch his highlights and be like, holy shit, he just did that. Like, that's my dad. Sick. We had his yeah. DVD. We had the DVDs. Like, he had a DVD. Yeah. We had it. Um, and you know what's you funny? You started playing at what age? Yeah. I started, I started skating at five and probably picked up a stick at around six. So you were playing in Canada. You started your hockey career here? So I don't remember when you, he, uh, if you, rem- you guys remember this, but uh, when my dad made the Howie's commercial, on that pond in Montreal. Yes, the Russo, the hockey, the hockey sport. Yeah. An old Montreal fair. Remember the one? He's wearing like the, like the, the winter hat, like that, like that Bubka winter hat, I guess. Um, uh, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. So, so when he was filming that commercial, before, before he got there, um, he, we were all skating there on, on that pond, like before all the, the, the camera crew and everything got okay, out. Okay. That's probably my earliest memory of, of skating. Of like okay. trying. You know, and did you play like, like in like uh, organized hockey here? I I played I played for I don't know if you know the organization, but I played for Verdun. Verdun, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. so that, that's that's where I started my career. I I played house. Oh, nice. Um, okay. and then I I played like I played C, and then I played A, and then I had a chance to try out for a triple A team. I remember what they there were. I think it was like an Ottawa 67s, like like mites program or whatever. Um, and that was like the first time I got exposed to travel hockey, and just like that's when I started discovering like a whole new world to hockey. I was like, wow, like these kids, like you know, know all this stuff, and you know, I'm just out here, you know, slapping pucks and you know, trying to make it. You were pop. you were doing it for fun, you know, like yeah, exactly. I was just like, you, you know, didn't know any better, yeah, and. We were playing house league. I didn't realize like how you know how low the level was. Like I didn't know what I was playing. I just remember being like, "Oh, I'm pretty pretty good at this." Like I scored like six goals a game, and you know it was it was having fun. And then I started getting exposed to all these teams. Like I after I moved from Montreal to Ottawa, I played for Ottawa East, which was also like kind of like a local team. Uh, but then after playing locally, and then we moved from Ottawa to Russia for a bit. So when my dad played for Atlant, um, that's when I played uh, hockey at, at like a travel level where I, pl- I played for the Red Army. But I didn't actually get to play with them. I, only, I was a practice player because they were on a whole different level. I, I'd just been playing house league my entire time. And these kids were traveling halfway across the country to play hockey. So I practicing with my brother's team who are all fours about two years younger than I am. So I, I was, you know, I was grinding. I was like, Oh shit. Like I'm probably like behind in my age group. So that entire time in Russia, I just was trying to catch up with my age group. And by the time I came to the U S and I found this team with Johnson Ellie coaching. And that's when I started really getting into travel. And I was never the best on that team because we were at one point we were fourth in the nation. 
but uh you know that's that was what kind of you know started getting me into it and i started realizing like oh shit like i gotta pick shit up because pe- people are good in this hockey world and it's not gonna be all so easy you also that's played awesome. with you know it's funny too because your dad um played with robert lang you know just terrorized of course Police with pittsburgh and then they brought robert lang to montreal um, mm-hmm. You said this on my interview that when we did this, but like, there's something I want to say, like, it, it, like, is it true? It, it, yeah, it's, it's true. I'm not going to ask guys. You already said you played with Robert Lang's kids in Selwyn house. Did you, did you have the same chemistry with them as you, your dad did with Robbie? We didn't, we didn't play all that much together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember Lang's, Lang's um, older son, Kelly, who, <laughs> This this kid was an absolute lunatic in class. <laughs> God, uh, I remember. I I only remember like one really fond memory of him in in my classroom, and it was I don't remember what caused this or why this happened, but at one point, Kelly drove my teacher so mad that he was actually like chasing him around the classroom <laughs> like, for playing like tag just like a- around all the desks and everything and and I, it was so funny to me and the rest of the class you see an adult man trying to chase after this seven-year-old running around the classroom so i mean obviously he got in trouble for it and, and what and whatnot but it was just so incredibly funny and that kid was just such a character. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss him. We went on vacation together with the Langs to Hawaii one time. I got so sunburned, I couldn't go surf. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> tanning for me is almost impossible. But oh, yeah, what a, what a, what a great, what a great kid and what a great family. I, I'm going to miss them for sure. Are, are you still talking to the Langs in a sense and your dad too, or is it kind of like they gone their own way? Cause I know Robert lives in uh, Lo- uh, San Diego. I think he's yep. in La Jolla. Cause my aunt he's- lives in La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't spoken to, you know, Kelly and, and, and Brooks, the younger kid uh, in, in a very long time. Uh, I believe my dad still talks to Langer, but I'm, I'm sure it's also been a while for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like you said, they've kind of, they've kind of gone their separate ways and, and they're living out in California. And, you know, I, last time, last thing I remember, I, I think both kids were, were like doing like skateboarding stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they obviously weren't like hockey players, but, but, you know, they were, they were living the California lifestyle. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Like I eventually, like uh, what I want to do is uh, like, as mentioned, you know, get you and your brother on and then eventually get you, your brother and your dad on. I mean, if your dad, is willing to i know like you know i don't because i do want to as i mentioned you know like it's like just to say you know that we got to do this it's such it's such a big honor and the fact that like you know you follow john back like that that meant a lot like i just want to say nikita like you, you you're you know you yeah, were raised by the very way, well i wish him a happy birthday i think too uh not too long what was your birthday no yeah yeah you did thank you yeah thank you yeah. for that yeah, you know, you, your your parents really raised you well. And, you know, like, I, I, I hear stories, like, from when I heard, when they said you're coming on again, um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, my friend Bernardo, uh, who's been a guest on my show. He's a DJ. Uh, Bernardo's worked at a few events, and I believe he met your dad one time. And, like, your, he said how classy your dad was. Your dad was going around talking to people, shaking their hands, you know, like, asking them, like, you know, like, what they do and like your dad's like a, a good networker like it's not just a, aside from hockey your dad really knows how to like 
make people feel important. And like, yeah. I just want to give a shout out to that. Cause you know, like, and, and, and you're like that too. Like you, you have the, the class of your, of, of what your parents and what, how they raised you. Thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, like the, kind of, kind of our mentality in our family is just, you know, we're, we're people like everybody else. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't personally, I, I wouldn't say that I don't like it, but, um, I, I, I like when people just treat me like everybody else. I, I don't want to be, you know, put on the pedestal for whatever reason. And just because my dad is so-and-so, I don't want to get any specific treatment. And I don't, I, I used to always um, get like a bit shy of, of making friends uh, at, at, you know, when I moved to the States, especially because I was always afraid that people would um, become my friends just because of who my dad is and just mm-hmm. to get close. And I mean, it's obviously like kind of, kind of an irrational fear, but that's, that's always kind of, kind of been on my mind because as soon as I started realizing how big of a you know deal he was in, in Montreal, that was just one of those things that lingered on my mind. I didn't, I didn't want to be taken as someone, um, because of who my dad is. I want to be taken, you know, as, as me, I'm, I'm Nikita Kovalev and, you know, I'm, I might not, might not be my dad, but you know, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm just a person just like you. And when you met your friends, did they know who your dad was? Um, I mean, especially the ones in Canada, I'd say. Uh, like when I moved from Montreal to Ottawa, people were immediately knew who, who I was. But Obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you went to the States, I mean, like, uh, not, was, not it, as- was it less than in Canada? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot less. It, it took a while yeah. for people to start picking up on it. And I obviously am not the type of person to mention it at, you know, at, at the first, uh, I wouldn't either. Yeah. So I, I usually, I usually wait until somebody else asks me about it because I, I like the whole, like, you know, that, that whole, yeah, breaking of, it to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just yeah. feel like you know, I'm, I'm part, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just part of like a regular person. I'm, you know, just, yeah. just some, <laughs> you like, That's good. I, thought, I like that. You like, uh, like, there's other things too you like than hockey. I mean, Nick, we've spoken about you liking MMA. You know, you like your fighters, which are like Connor, especially Habib and like the stars. And I mean, you also probably GSP. play golf. He's a GSP like, fan, actually. I like GSP. Yeah. I listened I went, to your last interview and I heard that you went and watched him at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. yeah I was, I was just yeah. going to mention that. And that was my first um, UFC experience. So that was uh, a bit awesome. It was, that was an incredible fight. Sure. Yeah, that that was that was something else. That's uh, that's amazing, and uh, I mean, Nick, I know, like, um, I mean, like uh, tonight's game seven. I'm not going to ask your prediction, but how do you like uh, these playoffs so far? How about them playoffs? It's been wild, hasn't it? Uh, you know, my bracket's looking really good right now, but I'm just going to say one thing. You Oilers, chose the Leafs, didn't you? Oilers. You're a Connor McDisappointment. Connor McDisappointment. I'm I'm just so rattled that they got swept in that league. I expected better. Um, but you know what? They have zero defense. Yeah. Montreal ha- uh, Montreal versus Toronto series. I have Montreal this game seven. I'm putting on Montreal because Price is just a wall. But be honest, in your bracket, did you choose the Leafs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, he likes Matthews. He likes Matthews. I, but after watching it, I don't have the Leafs going too far. But I, I, I put them above the Habs. 
Because like, I mean, you probably, the Habs, put, the, you like, probably hey, put them to uh, the Oilers to beat them after that, right? I did. I did. Yeah, that's what and I thought too. They, they blow it for Except me. Except I put I put Oilers Habs. Oilers Habs. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, honestly, I put I put the Habs to come out of the Canadian division, but now it's the Jets. I don't know, but that's gonna be close. We'll I see. Mean, Habs make it out. They they have a really good chance at being the Jets. I think. Yeah. That's a, that's a good matchup for them. Once we get there, though, I don't think we're going to go any further. But hopefully we can get out of there at least. We'll see. I'd say they have a chance. I mean, I really, I really want the Habs to, to win this series. I really want to see it. I, I think Carey Price deserves it for sure. Yeah. Not only that, but the, the Leafs just choking again was just like – Yeah. It would it would be phenomenal, but <laughs> I feel bad yeah. for Leafs fans, man. <laughs> it's like they're so tortured. They're so oh, tortured. Man. It's like that would be horrible. Fans aren't aren't tortured already as well. Oh. Who the Penguins? No, the the Oilers. Oh man, yeah, oh, yeah ten yeah, years. Yeah. Oh my god. But that's that's new though. Like it's like. Well, yeah. At least it obviously goes historical, but um, oh yeah, wow. that's that's gonna be devastating for those guys, but. You know, I, I I expected better from from the Oilers. It's that's kind of disappointing. That's awesome. Yeah, Nick, so did I. Yeah, honestly. So, Nick, um, where can people, John and Nick, where can people connect with you if ever, like John, you, I know, like you're working, but in full time. But if you ever get back into coaching or you want to do whatever with hockey, I mean, where can people connect with uh, the both of you guys? Because I want to make sure, like, after this show, like everyone's following blows up. There's enough success for everybody to go around. And uh, I mean, I'm on, I'm on private. So like, I don't really, I'm <laughs> not like a social media guy, you know, yeah. like, uh, but uh, if you want to follow me, I guess at Barry Boss, B-A-W-S-S. Uh, I think it might be one S. I don't even remember. That's how much I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, besides that, uh, I just want to shout out my boys from beyond the bench. Uh, they're another podcast, but they just shoot the shit. They do stupidities and uh, they just talk some random shit with random guests and stuff. It's really cool, though. Like, uh, if you just want to pass an hour, an hour and a half, like, they're pretty fucking funny. Uh, they have some pretty good episodes with some funny guests. Uh, I'm going on soon. I've spoken to Justin. I'm like, when am I coming on soon? And yeah, yeah. funny story. Ferry was on their show twice. The first time he went on, like, there was a story where, like, I can say this because it happened to me. We once went to a Habs game for preseason and we had oh Desjardins. My God. <laughs> Ferry, you say the story. It's, it's, it, it, you have to. So we got, we got Desjardins seats and uh, I was with Justin, the guy. I was with Steve Lapiani. And he was with Steve. And uh, we ended up meeting, like, there, but, like, we were sitting in different spots, obviously. And uh, it was all you can eat, obviously, at Desjardins. And uh, after the game, we met up again and we, like, left together. And we ate so much. We were so full. Everyone was complaining, oh, my stomach is not. Andrew's like, guys, I'm really not feeling good. And we're like, Andrew, are you okay? He's like, no, man, I really don't feel good. And all, out of nowhere, just, like, punches over and starts yakking in the parking lot of the bus. It was hilarious. <laughs> It was amazing. But yeah, it was a good time, man. Um, the second time I was on, we, uh, we I don't know if you know what grappa is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. I do. Like, yeah, well, we drank a bottle of grappa, me and the two other guys. And uh, let me tell you, the ending wasn't that pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, it's, it's always a good time with those guys, man. Uh, just shoot the shit. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to shout them out. Go ahead, Nick. It's your turn. Um, I mean, if you were to follow me, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, 
my user is nkovi17 nkovi17 um so i mean i just i usually just post my hockey pictures from there and you know if if, if i find any thing i put it up on my story i'm probably going to put this up on my story because you know I, I always have fun here uh and then recently i i just started i just started posting more on twitter so uh you can you can follow me on twitter with uh kovi the kid k-o-v-i-t-h-e uh k-i-d kind of like sid the kid yeah exactly it was it was just some it was my uh i should tell you where the name came from uh, when I was when I was playing youth hockey for the Express, that was my first like Insta username. I didn't I didn't really know what to what to make my username. I was just like you know it has to be something you know cool. Like every every hockey player has like their own kind of like you know nickname or whatever. So um, I was like you know what? Kobe Kobe the kid because I'm not the you know the real Kobe. I'm I'm the kid. So uh, <laughs> I was like you know Kobe the kid, and it just kind of stuck with me for for a bit. That's um, awesome. So yeah, that's. I guess you I, also like Crosby. Uh, I like Crosby. Yeah, I like him. Okay. Um, he has. I watch a. I watch a lot of him for his puck protection, and that and puck protection usually uh, is like the main thing I I kind of pick up from him. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome, awesome, man! It was really nice meeting you, and uh, I enjoyed this uh, conversation. And uh, honestly, I hope we can do this again one day. Yeah. And uh, Andrew, yeah. I want to thank you. Uh, for doing this podcast and keep it up because you're doing a heck of a job, man. And I'm really proud of you. I've known this kid since freaking what was it? 2009. 2009. No, no, it was before that, Andrew. Sec five, sec five, yeah, sec five, sec four. It was like the beginning of sec five. Sec five, summer of sec four, sec five. Yeah. So it was 2008, 2009. Yeah. Anyways, heck of a kid, man. And since that day, I've never stopped talking to him. He's probably. One of my longest knowing friends, besides like Matt and all those guys, Justin, you know, and uh, um, just a great kid, man. Uh, thanks, Andrew, and I really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks, John. You too, man. I'm keep glad doing we could do thing, this. Man. Like, man, like as I said, you know, they always say like it takes uh, three months to be to like become friends. It takes three years to become friends for life. And uh, I mean, like, uh, shout out to you, Matt. Pete, Lesto, Santo, Dues, um, everyone that came also to my dad's funeral. Like, uh, like I gave a eulogy about like why we won for my dad and Dues's dad. You know, uh, rest in. It's been six years at Umberto Diuso, Like, uh, rest in power. You know, we the Majestics played for cancer awareness as we started winning more games. And uh, yeah, man, it's like those are memories off the ice, as you say, Nick. They're they they really uh, like it's it's crazy. It's it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and- guys. Thank, yeah, thank the game you. is starting in like uh-huh. seven minutes. Go yeah, let's go.